rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. It is Sunday, and you are listening to an all-new episode of Center of the Sun. It's season two, episode six of your favorite culture, society, and science podcast. Thank you for listening. Perception. Inception. Have you ever seen that movie Inception by um, Leonardo DiCaprio? No, me either, because I keep falling asleep during it. I've never finished it, honestly. I don't even know what it's about. But it's always struck me as very as a very cool movie. But all that twisting and turning, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about and what they're doing. Doing stuff in dreams and stuff. But um, I also think it's probably real. And because Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio is bae. I've loved Leonardo DiCaprio since uh, fourth grade. Because I will never forget, I saw my first pair of raw titties. Um, I saw in fourth grade, um, well, my childhood. So long story short, I've always had like a boyfriend, (laughs) like my entire, my entire life. My best friend actually ended up being, um, ended up turning gay. So technically I always had a boyfriend, um, even though we weren't, we were just friends, but it was always, now that I look back on it, um, the emotional labor that I was doing at the time indicates to me that we were, it was probably some sort of romantic thing because everybody falls in love with me. It's just, it is what it is. I was adopted. So I'm like, even as a baby, like everyone falls in love with me. It's, it is, it's just an energy thing. But perception was introduced to me actually by my best friend's mom. Um, well, by him actually through his mother because she was so wise. Well, my mom was wise too, but you know, anyway, perception was introduced to me as a child because it was the realization that one's perception was like valid um, was used as an as a coping skill. And um, have you ever heard the expression "your perception is your reality"? I mean, I heard that as a kid, but 
Oh, in fourth grade, I saw my first pair of titties because I went and saw the, saw the Titanic. Um, and no one knew that it, it had nudity in it. Or my mom didn't know it had nudity in it at the time. So I was sitting in the front row. And we also were sitting in the front row because it was, like, sold out nearly. And then so I'm like, my little four-year-old tail's like, are those? Oh, okay. Well, I actually don't care. <laughs> let's, let's move. Moving along. Uh, Lena DiCaprio's diet. Oh, save him, Rose. But anyway, uh, your perception is your reality. Have you ever heard that expression? Have you ever realized that you could, um, like, fake it till you make it? Has anyone ever said that to you? I know gay men do it all the time. It's our gift and our curse. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the being able, to, or black people in general, just being able to code switch, being able to will yourself into, you know, will or manifest your own reality. So earlier this week, we talked about borderline personality disorder. And I really just thought it was like the full moon and like Venus in retrograde or whatever the fuck's going on in the space that was causing everybody to freak out. And not just like one day, like for the past like month, people have been odd. And I don't know if I'm different or they're different, but everything has felt like um, just out of whack. So we had this training at work and I learned that some people literally live in, in an alternative separate reality. And I don't want to be an ableist. So excuse me if I cannot like, say the right thing or if I say the wrong thing but I was astonished to learn that um there are very severe and cascading and compounding effects of not coming to terms with one's true self and over time and in certain individuals trauma and the inability to confront one's say in my regard sexuality that can lead to several mental health consequences. So borderline personality disorder. Let me Google it. Let me get the real definition because we talked about it last week. We talked about it last week. Um, maybe during one of my sunbursts. Thank you. That was, that was, uh, I was, my spirit was like, get on the airwaves, dude. And I did. And then I regretted it immediately. I tried it for three days Send me your feedback if you'd like to hear more from me. Um, during the week, I try to avoid the news, and I didn't realize that the world was, like, crashing at the time. So I was like, you know what? I really want to do a sunburst. I, I want to make sunbursts, um, or also known as shows that are not on Sunday, um, and not about science or not about our weekly talk topic, just me coming on and just basically reporting the news as I see fit. <laughs> but if you felt those were helpful, send your feedback to host at centersun21.com or you can tweet me at centersun21 on Twitter. So, borderline personality disorder. What is it? Border, not borderline. Borderline. I'm using my phone right now. I can't type on it. Oh my gosh. So like I really type on like a keyboard and I can't type on a phone. <laughs> it pisses me off. It's like pisses me off to no end. Like I spent all that time learning how to type to now touch 
no buttons anymore. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Oh, sorry, being ableist again. The ableism jumped out, sorry. Anyway, also known as emotionally unstable personality disorder. This is Wikipedia, so I'm just wanna, I just wanna give the real, I guess a better definition because I just learned about it, so. But it's a long-term pattern of abnormal behavior characterized by unstable relationships with other people, unstable senses of self, unstable emotions. There is often dangerous behavior and self-harm. People may also struggle with the feeling of emptiness and a fear of abandonment. Symptoms may be brought on by, by seemingly normal events. That is the key. Like... You could be like, oh shit, I got borderline personality disorder. But does but does seemingly normal do seemingly normal events create narratives in your mind that you cannot break from? Like it's a disorder for real. Um, and the behavior typically begins it by early adulthood and occurs across a variety of situations. Substance abuse, depression, and eating disorders are commonly associated with BPD. So BPD's causes are unclear, but seem to involve genetic, brain, and environmental and social factors. It, all, it occurs about five times more often in a person who has, affected, who has an affected close relative. Adverse life events also may appear to play a role. So say if you're a DL man and then you get HIV. And now you're hiding a lot of things. And then over time, if you get into your 40s and 50s and you have not resolved those negative feelings about yourself... You might have, you might have a disorder um, coming your way because your brain can't, because our brains are very advanced, but they are also biological, so they can also break cancer, things of that nature. Um, I personally believe my brain is kind of broken just because of experiences I've had. And it's hard, once your brain, once you get past a certain age, your brain is done growing. So it either reroutes if you have a traumatic brain injury it reroutes itself it tries to fix itself otherwise it just abandons ship literally it'll just turn off that part of the brain and just keep it pushing because it don't got time it has shit to do so for some reason it got me thinking and about the brain and it sent me on a quest to understand why so many people have been struggling with interactions just with other people, like not even like anything specific, like what is going on in the world? Like, why are people snapping at me? And then I'm observing people like being weird with each other. And I'm like, I don't get it. And I don't have time because I carry a stun gun and I, I'm resolved <laughs> in hurting somebody else to save myself. So anyway, our consciousness our awareness, our cognition, our ability to critically analyze the world, that can break. And I keep hitting this motherfucking microphone. It's like right in front of my face. But anyway, and I'm, a, I'm an expressive man, so I'm talking with my hands. I need to stop doing that. But not um, our cognition and stuff, it can break, but not break in the literal sense. More so, think of it more so as veering off in the wrong direction. So I was watching this YouTube video and they gave an analogy of like a, of a pilot. Like apparently a pilot, a pilot's job is to fly a plane. But what we don't know as passengers or as observers on the ground is that the plane is most times off course. Like not really off course, but if we didn't correct it, it would, it would go, it, it won't fly in a straight line. 
And that's why there's like autopilot and this and that because pilots are constantly correcting because the wind and there's you know, the shit going on. The, the earth is moving and we're moving around, you know, so like, of course you have to correct it. So, um, so I think of it, I think of cognition or like a disorder, a mental disorder as just like veering off in the wrong direction because even the like least of us, you know, the, 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 um, even the most vulnerable people in our population still have a brain and a body and it's still in like, they have cognition. And even if they don't have 100% cognition, there's still cognition. It's still better than every other organism on this planet and probably in this universe from our perspective. So it got me thinking again. And I'm like, oh my God, that's why people practice religions like Christianity. Um, and, you know, that call from God, um, that is a call to course correct. And I'm not talking about white God. I'm sorry, Megyn Kelly. I don't fucking, I don't fuck with white Jesus. I don't fuck with white God. Sorry. Like, get the fuck out of here, Megyn Kelly. I'm glad your ass is off TV. I don't understand why you had a show in the first place. Like, I don't understand. Because I actually watch NBC News. Oh, well, I can tell. Because they're trying to be. Well, NBC News is owned by Comcast. So I'm not surprised. And then MSNBC is being so lit. Like, of course, they want to add a little a bit of balance. But that's why we're in the situation that we're in. Y'all are giving space to people that shouldn't have space. Anyway, I'm off that shit. We're not even going to touch society. And we're not touching culture today. Because God made us in his image. Or God made us in God's image. Because I don't believe God is white or a man. Therefore, because <laughs> if... <laughs> If he was, then it would be like harder to talk about this. But therefore, God is not only outside of us, God is within us. If we're made in God's image, then mirror, image, inside, you know. Uh, so for some reason, as I continued to grow up, my spirituality keeps shifting. And deep down, my ego wants to question everything though so i read this book in college it's called a new earth by eckhart tolle it's a very good book and it gave me kind of perspective on my feelings because i've always known there was more do you ever have that feeling <laughs> tweet me at uh at centerson 21 on twitter um do you have feelings is god calling you Hashtag beep beep <laughs> if God is calling you or or if you have a sense of a higher power. Hashtag beep beep. Tweet me at centersun21.com. And um, for some reason, I've always felt this way. And people be like, oh, my God, Deacon House, like, oh, you're going to be a spiritual leader. This and that. I'm like, no, the fuck I'm not. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, that's what I'm not doing, actually. Thank you for asking. I like doing bad things with my ratchet, ratchet things with my friends. So, ironically, the only thing that's ever made sense to me is spirituality, intuitively. So, as a result, I don't practice Christianity. I don't practice white goddery. But I do technically believe that everyone is right. So I kind of still believe um, I want to import the tools of science before I make a decision. So 
that's what we're doing on Central of the Sun. Welcome. Um, but don't tell my mom because she would probably cry for like three weeks. So anyway, literally, why do I say that? Well, follow me. Follow me on this thought experiment, as Albert Einstein would say. So we're, we're not going to touch society and culture this week because I just blew my own mind thinking about coming up with today's topic. So let's recap last season. <laughs> on the last season of Center of the Sun, we explore neuroscience with our favorite PhD bay, David Eagleman. He is from, I don't know where he's from, but Google him. He discovered evidence that we know literally nothing about our brains besides the fact that it is complex as fuck. Like, like so many things going on, but excuse me, let me take a sip of coffee. He discovered evidence that we know literally nothing about our brain except for the, that there's so much more to know. Like, so he just like goes around and talks about how cool the brain is. And during his work, he observed the brain's chemical processes and he concluded that the brain is locked in both darkness and silence. And we don't realize that because we have eyes, we have ears, we have skin and receptors and stuff. But like, if you think about it, it all goes into like a vein or like a nerve or something like all of those signals that we receive from the world go into a nerve and those nerves feed our brain. And therefore our brain is just waiting for signals. So it just takes in everything and it kind of just like collects data and then makes an expression. So it's constantly observing the world, collecting data without your knowledge, interpreting that data through your thoughts and your memories and your thinking, and then you're subsequently creating a response. And have you ever thought about that? <laughs> like, have you ever thought about, like, I remember taking psychology in college and being like, learning about memories or learning about some memories you keep and some you don't, but you're always collecting, you're always recording your ear. Like, even if you're not aware of what you're hearing, you're hearing something. Even if you're not aware of what you're seeing, you're seeing something your brain is taking it in, even without your knowledge. And we're just the meat vehicle. We're just the vehicle of this precious organ. And we just express our brain's commands. I think that's pretty cool. But like right now, my brain is expressing my heart's, my heart's desires. I got up, I made coffee, I, you know, I did a bunch of stuff, and then I got on the air. And my brain helps me see every human regardless of circumstance. And it allows me to see them as a highly advanced and integral part of our reality. Do you feel like an integral part of reality? So, moving forward to this season, we're hanging out with Albert Einstein's ass. I'm like, oh God, here we go. More boring ass science, but I feel like it's really important. And we're not actually hanging out with, with Albert Einstein. We're hanging out with Brian Greene, my new science bae. Uh, and he wrote a wonderful book called The Elegant Universe. And you can check that book out on my blog. Centersun21.com. And uh, it's like $10 on Amazon. I got a link there if you really want to see it. Or if you want to borrow it, I guess I can like mail it to you if you're really feeling like poor or something. But I returned to this book recently because I saw like a documentary like back in high school about, no, it was, it was an, 
TV adaptation of this book. I saw this TV. It's a PBS docu. It's a PBS Nova adaptation of of this book. It's really well made. It's really cool. Clearly, I was the only one that was paying attention. But fast forward a, a few years into my adulthood, um, my old roommate gave me a copy, a hard copy. <laughs> Why she had one, I, I actually still to this day I still don't know. Um. And she actually didn't know either because she was like, oh, you could just have it. Like, I don't even know why I have, you know, like she was like, oh, you could just have it. It's fine. I don't even, I never read it. I don't even know where it came from. Like, it was just chilling here. So I was like, okay. And I was reading, I tried to read it on the bus, like when I was riding the bus at that time, I would like read it on the bus and stuff, try to make myself look smart, but it was too hard to get through. So I think I read like half of it at the time and then put it down. But I always knew, I always liked Brian Greene. I kept following him. I couldn't finish his book because it was too much. It was like, oh, my God. I never really studied science. I studied business. And Albert Einstein, basically, at the time that I got the book, Albert Einstein hadn't been proven right 100%. So I was like, okay, this is still theory. Like, let me just, like, put it down, and I'll come back to it. And then, like, years pass. Anyway, fast forward. Basically, Einstein was right. All of his theories were right. And he was right when he predicted years and years ago that gravity is like a fabric in space-time. On, I forget which episode, episode one or two, we talked about how, think of it as like a trampoline. Or if you drop a pebble in water, it creates waves. Like, think that's what gravity is. It's not a force. It's not a... It's not an invisible, like, hand of God. It's like literally just like a way... It's a more energy. But at the time of Albert Einstein's research, he was wrong. He was technically wrong. Like, everybody was proving him wrong. And they were like, okay, you're just, like, crazy. Like, have a great life. And all this man wanted to know was what the fuck was light. Why the fuck do we hear thunder 20 minutes after we see lightning? Not really 20 minutes, but, like, why is it so delayed? So at the time, the convention was to explain light as, like, a stream of bullets a stream of particles or like a stream of bullet like particles little tiny lumps of energy or strings string theory also known as quantum that's what quantum is are like little little lumps of energy like the smallest components of our of our universe flowing and for instance like light is we used to think it was just a stream of bullet like particles getting it to our eye, hitting the back of our eye and bouncing off and going back out into the world and what what is absorbed is what we see or what we perceive. Perception. And at the time, a lot of scientists agreed of the mechanics of this particular quantum, also known as quantum mechanics. And I don't know if you ever heard that term before, but it relied heavily on the notion that some things of the universe, some things in the universe, sorry, could travel faster than light. And Einstein at the time, he was never convinced that that was true. He was like, nah, bitch, like nothing travels faster than light. Like I've proven that and I'm kind of right. So you can't tell me I'm 100% wrong. But as a result of these discoveries at the time, even though Einstein was wrong, like he, we still got nuclear power. We got superconductors, which led to microchips that led to computers and other shit like that. So we were, we've been happy. We've been sitting like happy clams ever since we on our iPhones. Like, mm, we don't know nothing about science, but we're using it, bitch. But <laughs> thankfully, a few years ago, 
diligence was proven to be a virtue. And prior to new discoveries, we were resolved in thinking that light is both a wave and a particle, a paradox, basically. What the fuck is a paradox? Do you know what a paradox is? Let's see. Can I type on my phone right now? Paradox. Paradox. Para. Oh, God. Hold on. Sorry. Paradox. I can't spell. Paradoxical. Not parafoc. Paradox. God, I fucking hate this. Ooh. And I have a 10S Max. I got the biggest one and I still can't type. My thumbs are just big. But a paradox is a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. So we just accepted it as just another part of life that we didn't understand and that we were never going to understand, but we're going to get this nuclear power and we're going to live our best life out here. Like, what? So fast forward to today. We know that basically everything is a wave. Think of, so, and, okay, so that's hard to, that's hard to conceptualize because we don't see waves. Um, but like, do you see the waves that go into your, that are going into your phone right now? So you can listen to me, like the sending and receiving is signals, even though we can't see them with our naked eye are still waves. So, you know, our eyes just don't have those particular sensors or our, the eyes on the front of our head don't have the sensors. I don't know about the one inside of our head, but think of a lighter, like a, um, like Lil Wayne. Um, think of a lighter, strike that lighter or that match. And this one is, is, is out. But the red part of the flame requires less power and produces less energy. This means that the part of the flame, that part of that particular flame has a lower frequency. Okay? And we can measure that. That's measured. But if you look closely, there's a part of the fire at the bottom nearest to the butane that is blue. Why is that? Because clearly it's closer to the power source, which means it has a higher frequency. And then as the, as the fire continues to burn vertically, it loses energy because it's, it, it doesn't lose. Energy cannot be created or transmuted. It can only be transferred. So it's being transferred to the atoms and the other things in the air. So it's, it's, you know, it's exchanging energy. Think of that as, you know, think of that. Like as it goes, like as it gets further from its source, it loses energy. So look at your hand, basically. Imagine that your frequency is so far from its source That you, that we just, our frequency, our, our frequencies are just low and dense. And maybe that's intentional, you know, because we can per persist in this frequency and we can thrive. Um, but we have also created a reality or a dimension that works for us. And if you think about it, that is how we observed brain function in the first place just a bunch of electrical waves jolting around our bodies 
And last season, I asked you to ponder the consequences of knowing or of throwing a, sorry, of throwing a toaster into a bathtub. And of course, we all imagined that bad things would happen. And water is such a great conductor of electromagnetic energy or electricity that sometimes, in some cases, it would cause an explosion, it would cause an outage, you know, an outage or whatever. It would cause, you know, some sort of thing would happen. And our bodies, believe it or not, are how much percentage of water that we say all the time? And just because we can't see it with our naked eyes, various forms of energy are flowing through our bodies constantly. And just like a bathtub, you know, if you throw a toaster in a bathtub, you're throwing electromagnetic energy through our highly um, hydrated bodies, potentially reactions can be caused. Maybe not full-on explosions, but something is going to happen. So what is... Why am I saying all this? <laughs> it's been 27 minutes. Why am I saying all this? What's the bigger picture? Um, so if you follow me on Twitter, for some reason, I felt drawn to the Bible last week <laughs> after seeing all the horrible things happen in the world and seeing this election, like really weird gear up and like mass shootings and just like bombs and like weird, weird stuff. So I was drawn to my Bible, my little tattered Bible. That's the only Bible I've had. I've only the only Bible I've bought. I purchased it when I was a teenager. And something told me, always told me to keep it. Like, even though I've sworn off and rejoined and like, I have been back and forth with my spirituality, but it's such a good Bible. Cause it's like, it's small. It's, you know, it's just a good Bible. And it's the new living translation, which I always preferred as the translation because it's just like, it's just easier to read. So I was watching a YouTube video and they were talking about consciousness and faith. And so it got me thinking and made me open my Bible to Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse one. And it says, quote, faith is the confidence that we are, are sorry, faith is the confidence that we hope for. Faith is the concept, sorry, faith, <laughs> clearly I haven't read the Bible in a long time. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us the reassurance about things we cannot see. So where does faith, so end quote, where does faith come from? Well, naturally you would say it comes from our cognition, it comes from our brain. And our consciousness of which is a part of that cognition allows us to hope for things that will actually happen. The Bible verse continues on saying that by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed by God's command, that we now see it did not come from anything that can actually be seen. And I put the actually in there, end quote. So if I truly believe that God is within us and outside of us, and that's my personal belief, that's also in the Bible, but they took it out. King James took it out. By proxy, we may not be able to command an entire universe to manifest, but we could we could also but we could manifest things, I believe that could be true. Like what if we can manifest like happiness or wealth? 
bitch, I gotta stop there. Did I just give myself a sermon? Like, what? Like, oh, I'm over here feeling myself now. But okay, so follow me. So because we're such dense beings, our consciousness feels separate from our biology, with, you know, and good reason. And we feel like, so like, you walk into a room and you feel the vibe of another person. And you're just like, oh, that's a bad vibe. Or that's a good vibe. Like, oh, I want to be here. Or I don't want to be here no more. We know that there's a part of us that's greater than ourself. Like, it feels separate. But we can't place it most times. Like, most people can't place it because we're taught to not, like, access that part of ourselves. But we oftentimes can't place them because those feelings feel superficial or juxtaposed on to what we can actually feel in touch with real evidence. Like, it feels fake to some people. To me, I don't have the luxury, but what if it was not separate initially? What if our consciousness had the ability to transcend this reality and jump into another dimension? Or what if that's heaven? Or hell? Ooh, <gasps> What if we don't need reassurance about things we cannot see? What if we had the ability to manifest our faith or what we hoped for? Um, what if we had the ability to manifest those things would actually happen? Or if we, man if we were bad, we would manifest bad things. Oh my God, that's hell. <gasps> I hypothesize that faith equals the infinite possibilities that exist in the fourth dimension. I said it. <laughs> I I, th I think that's what it is, and that's what heaven is too, because all of our possible futures technically can be accessed. But how can we do that? So, do you believe in infinity? If you believe in infinity, uh, tweet me hashtag infinity at centredson twenty one on Twitter. But um, do you believe that? Do you do you hypothesize as well that faith equals the infinite possibilities that exist in the fourth dimension? All our possible futures technically can be accessed. And, um, but how can we do that? We have to align with the God that we feel. We have, we have to align with the source. And I feel like a hippie right now. Oh my God, I'm not a hippie, I promise. But we have to align with our power source. Where did our, where, if you don't feel God, and I'm saying God because that's this is how I was raised, but if you don't feel God, then find the thing that makes your heart jump. Um, or sends that chill down your spine, or makes you feel real good when you feel terrible. Follow that. Find your light. That is the God inside of you. And you don't have to call it God. You can connect with others, and then you can see the God is outside of you too. If you don't feel like God is inside of you, um, you can see God in other ways. Or you can see the source of people's light in other ways. What do you think? Send your feedback to host at centersun21.com. I personally think that some people are born with this sense that, um, that that sense of the world is already activated. And I think that particularly LGBTQ people of color have been given a highway to this enlightenment. That's probably why we're so different. Um, because we've been forced to duck and dive and do all this extra stuff, but it's, we were forced to think a lot. Like a lot of people aren't forced to think and our ability 
to think and our ability to create and our ability to find ourselves has, has shifted the world. Um, it's no mistake that every musician, every artist, every, you know, pretty much anybody, I mean, they're not regular people and most times they're not even straight. The title of this show, Center of the Sun, is essentially a metaphor. And it's a metaphor that my higher self came up with because my conscious brain is like, why the fuck did you choose this title? But it just keeps coming, it keeps ringing true because I truly believe that at the center of the culture and creative expression, that's us. We are the center of all of this energy. We are the center of all of this expression that everyone else has. Where did they get it from? They got it from us. And because that's our purpose. I believe that's our purpose. But we also, also in episode one of season two, I wanted, I gave, I wanted to, I I explained to you all that I want this show to be a catalyst through which you can just accept yourself, accept the power that's within you. And I want to do it in a methodical way that makes sense to me. So I have to import the tools of science because I'm so analytical. I don't, I can't just take anything off face value. I can't do it. I never have and I never will. That's just not who I am. So that's why I'm trying to put these pieces of spirituality together. How can science, spirituality, culture, society, my crazy ass, how can we live in harmony? Is there, har- is there harmony? I think there is. And the more I learn about this stuff, the more I'm like, oh, okay, I'm seeing racism might be a manipulation. Classism is a manipulation. Like, these are not divisions that we've created. It feels superficial. Because when I look and when I, when I get into my headspace, racism, sexism, classism, homophobia, all of those things disappear. They're not real. They're all socially constructed. We are social beings, so we gravitate towards those ideas, but they're not the truth. The truth lives inside of us. So I encourage you to continue seeking the truth inside of you and outside of you. I encourage you to find your light. I encourage you to hope for things that that you don't think will ever happen. Hope for them because... I hypothesize, let me get my hypothesis back out here. I hypothesize that faith is the total sum of the infinite possibilities that exist in the fourth dimension, point blank. Um, And it's cool, you know, the infinite possibilities. Okay, so imagine yourself right now, but imagine, okay, On the front of your body is an arrow going forward and the back of your body is an arrow going backwards and just like follow those two arrows you um, you ever see that that fidelity commercial with the green arrow and there's like follow us here imagine that but that's like your timeline of like every constitution or reconstitution of the atoms inside of your body all the way from Big bang to big bang, because technically it wouldn't, there's, I don't, there, we don't know nothing about space, so I'm just going to say the big bang. But from God's creation or the big bang, whatever it was, from when you were dust to now to when you're going to be dust again, that all of those possibilities, all of those possible futures for your atoms, that is the fourth dimension. Does that make sense? <laughs> 
because I don't make it don't make sense to me. But I'm trying here. We're 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 learning together. I'm a researcher. So if you have any information, I would love to hear it. If you have any interpretations of what I said today, please send your feedback to host at centersun21.com. I want to know what you know, because literally I think everyone is right. <laughs> Everyone's right. You have your sense. You have your perception. I want to see what you see. Just like you're seeing what I'm seeing, or you're hearing what I'm seeing, because I barely know what I'm seeing. Anyway... That's it for today's episode. We're not talking about Donald Trump. We're not lowering our energy. He's the lowest form of energy that we have right now on the earth. I mean, the rocks are going to cry out at this point um, because they have higher vibration than Donald Trump's ugly ass. So anyway, thank you for listening. Please um, visit www.centersun21.com. You can tweet me on at centersun 21 on Twitter, or you can send your questions and feedback to host at centersun21.com. This has been episode six, season two of a very interesting season. I appreciate you for listening, and we will see each other next week. Oh, also, if you want to, um, if you want some more sunbursts, let me know. Talk to you later. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details when you make the brave decision to venture within you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence conviction and a purpose for only one dollar you can become a center of the sun plus gold member and get closer to that purpose no matter how difficult the process may be remember it's your resilience and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go.